Welcome to The Experience of You, a podcast on how to own your personal brand and have the mindset to get your goals and live your dreams. People who lead with an authentic and positive personal brand create the ultimate experience for others. And when they do, they get what they want, personally and professionally. It's not about likes and followers. Don't let others dictate your brand. Take control of it and own it. Throughout this podcast, brilliant people will help you learn how. I'm Dave Thompson, and here's this week's guest. All right, let's kick it off, everyone. Thanks for joining today. This is a passion project for both Francesca and I. Happiness is an inside job. How to build your personal brand, self-image, and confidence from the inside out. There's a lot that we're going to share with you in the next 50 minutes. And much of this is common sense. Will there be something that really breaks new ground for you? Perhaps not. But what we're going to present is a cumulative overview of how to build your personal brand and confidence from two people who have lived it for so long. We beg, borrow, and steal from all the people that inspire us. So what you're going to see over the next 45, 50 minutes will be a lot of information. We're going to go fast. We're going to put a lot of things and throw those at you, but it's all designed to help give you the tools so that you can make the most of your life. I'm David Thompson. I've uh, had a very interesting career, marketing, uh, founder of Career Coach Pros, and then I was fortunate enough to become uh, an adjunct professor at Temple University, and they granted me the opportunity to create what turned out to be the first college course on personal branding. At the end of the day, I'm a confidence creator. I love working with people. I'm a relentless optimist and excited today to share with you a, what we feel is going to be a common sense and jam-packed information approach to building your brand and your confidence. I'd like to introduce Francesca. Ah, oh, thanks, David. What an honor it is to share this uh, meeting space with you and everyone who has joined us. Um, so grateful for your time today. I know there are a lot of decisions to make during the day, and you have decided to spend this hour with us. So I am eternally grateful. My name is Francesca Zampaglione. David, I said that especially for you. He likes it when I pronounce it correctly. It's a soft G. Um, and I am a CPA turned stylist. And usually I can't see everybody's head spinning right now, but typically when I say that people are like, what, like, how did that happen? So long story short, I am a first generation college student, Italian American. My family, my parents immigrated to this country, to the United States in 1960 with my oldest sister, who was only two years old. And what I learned from them throughout my life were some pretty amazing things. Um, but three qualities that I learned from my parents that I carry forward to today and what helped me become a stylist. So yes, I went to school for accounting, but these things were always ingrained in me, right? And as David mentioned, I too am a confidence creator, um, eternal optimist and here to share our wisdom and how the things that we practiced. But what I learned from my parents, resiliency, tenacity, and the importance of image. They were judged a lot being immigrants and they knew they had to withstand a certain image. And that is something that I brought with me to my career because I asked myself, how am I going to set myself apart from all of these Ivy League people? I went to work for one of these big fat accounting firms, right? It used to be eight and now it's four. And I didn't know what to do other than work hard and look good and dress to the next level. So. That is who I am, and I just wanted to share that with you, and it has just been a fun journey um, in, in learning about happiness and why we want to share this with you today. So hopefully I'm going to try and advance the slide, no, um, but I can't. So yes, David, I'll just cue you if that's okay. Yes, oops, <laughs> we get super excited. Um, so happiness is an inside job. We see this quote on the left-hand side. Um, that really rings true for our time together, not just now, but forevermore, right? That the happiness of your life, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality 
of your thoughts. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. But what's amazing is that Marcus Aurelius, okay, who was alive from, say, 140 to 160, yes, all the way back then, thousands of years ago, he came out with this saying, and it still holds true. So these are things that we are going to reinforce today and to help you learn and build a strong personal brand. And then hopefully to evolve some thinking about you and your self-image and things perhaps that you didn't think about that you can take forward today. And then also become your own confidence creator with some things that we will share from our hearts to you and understand how great you can feel when all of these things intersect your brand, which David is an expert in, your image and your confidence and all of these things. And here is a wonderful surprise that we want to share with you. This conversation is going to continue next week, next Thursday at the same time at noon. So we invite all of you to join us, please. We would love to see your wonderful faces again to continue this conversation and answer any questions perhaps that we don't get to today. Um, we will make time for it at the end. We will also present to you um, based on the registration email that you used a resource list because we have some um, research and some articles that we want to share with you. So keep that in mind um, that we will share that with you. Okay, next slide. So yes, happiness is an inside job. What, what are we saying? You know, how did we come up with that title? Because how we look at this in, in our brand, in our image, in our confidence, our what we wear the clothes that we put on, what we show others, the external image is truly a reflection of our internal vision of how we see ourselves, right? Of how we see and feel about ourselves. So without making goals and envisioning goals, we can't have a positive mindset. And then with that, we create barriers and we don't want to do that but how can we identify that, right? So here's a research study by Harvard Business Review, which we will quote a couple of times today, um, that optimists were significantly more likely to experience better financial positions than pessimists. How great is that, right? Rich people are happy people. However, let's take that a step further. Are all rich people happy people? No, but we're not going to be in that crowd. We are going to be happy and rich and rich in that rich in our emotional state, rich in our mental state and rich in our bank accounts. So we're going to move forward. Yes. And here we are is something that a lot of us have done. I have personally, we create a barrier with something that was identified in the late 80s, 1987 to be exact, as imposter syndrome. That is a barrier that we mentally create. Now, I'm not saying we do this intentionally, but we can intentionally remove this horrible stigma that we create within ourselves. This picture is symbolic in that those clouds behind this young lady represent those horrible atomic negative thoughts that explode in our mind and take us over. And what I want you to think about is this picture and know that imposter syndrome is behind you, right? It doesn't have to be in your mind. It can be a big dark cloud behind you and not to look back. And then also in this picture, I want you to recognize that she's standing alone and that you're not alone, okay? That you're not alone, that it's always good and fair and decent to ask for help. So let's move on to the next slide and let's talk about how we can do that. So quoting Harvard again, you know, in, in the study in 1987, they loosely, it's loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. For example, we tell ourselves things like, who am I to deserve this promotion? Who am I to start this business? Who am I to, to be successful, to have the nice things? Highly successful and achieving people sometimes if they have imposter syndrome, they can't correlate why they've been so successful. There's something, there's some barrier that is created or was created that they're still fighting. So they, in their minds, they question, was I really deserving of this promotion? Oh my gosh, when are they going to figure out that they don't know what I'm doing? It's, it's like the exaggerated Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets a job and then they all find out that he doesn't know what he's doing. That is like, 
the opposite of who we are. We, we know what we're doing, but for whatever reason, we feel like we can't. Let's go to the next slide, please. So here's my personal story. Yeah, I, I experienced imposter syndrome and I will share this with all of you. It was horrible. It was a horrible experience in that I felt as if I didn't belong, right? It was the exaggerated Kramer experience, but I really felt it in that it started to impact my health. And in fact, it did. And I became ill. And in the third statement here that there wasn't enough coffee in the city of Philadelphia to give me the energy to overcome the stress that my thoughts were causing. I'll repeat that. There wasn't enough coffee to overcome and give me energy to overcome these horrible, stressful thoughts, right? Because I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of what was going on. It was just a vicious cycle. And I want to share with you how we can step out of it. You know, what's interesting is there was even a Starbucks. If you've ever been to Philly or any other major city, there's a Starbucks on every corner. Okay. So I would frequent Starbucks at 8 a.m., 1 p.m., and then again at 3, thinking it was going to help me get stay until 5. And it just didn't because the stress was just overwhelming. So let's go to the next slide, please. And let's talk about an expert on imposter syndrome. This um, woman featured here, her name is Valerie Young. She bought and purchased the URL. She owns the impostorsyndrome.com. She has been speaking on this topic for about a decade. And I want you to know that this term doesn't apply to a particular gender or it, it applies to all of us, males, females, regardless too of generation, because it's, it's being used fairly um, frequently today that it's the millennials. It's all of us people. We can all fall into this trap. But the key tip that Valerie shares, you guys, the key tip is the only way, the only way to stop feeling like an imposter is to stop thinking like an imposter, right? Easier said than done, my friends. But I didn't know any of this when I was experiencing the corporate pain. Next slide, please. So let's bring this to today. As I mentioned a few seconds ago, right? The millennials are being identified as having this, but more specifically in the past 12 months plus that we've shifted into this pandemic, about 2.3 million women have taken a step back from their careers to take care of their families and their household, altering their career paths, ultimately altering their confidence and their ability and their personal lives, right? So just imagine you haven't done a particular task or analyzed a financial, and then all of a sudden you're competing with the world again to get that job. I would say it's pretty likely that you, you're, you'll start doubting yourself. Am I good enough to get this job? Well, you are, and we're going to show you how. So as we're trying to reintegrate into the workforce and make these changes and perhaps start a business, we have to think about and be aware of our confidence and where it is and how we can prepare for the future. Next slide, please. So here's a graphic that we're pretty proud of. And I say Dave and I, because we, we have poured our heart and souls into each and every one of these slides. And we felt that this graphic does a great job of capturing the circular nature of where we want you to be now, of where we want you to be, right? Because once we become happier on the inside, then we're more positive on the inside and in how we feel about our self image. And then other people see it and then we create raving fans. And it's a beautiful cycle, right? We're happier, we have a positive image, which makes us happier, which then we start dressing just like we feel. There's a direct connection. So here we want to support that image. Here we want to generate confidence with what you see in the mirror. And going back to what Valerie Young said, going back to what I didn't know you guys, what I didn't know and the trap that I fell into in corporate was awareness. And I bring you back to that first bullet because you might want to say, you, you might be asking, what, what do you mean by self-defense mechanism? I have a personal story. I love to share my stories because hopefully it makes a connection. So I trained with a self-defense coach for about eight years. Um, uh, it, the particular 
um, karate, it was called Krav Magra, which is a self-defense form practice of karate. And the key term, putting everything physical and, and all the brutal workouts that we had, what I took away from that and what he said over and over and over again is Francesca, it's awareness. It's awareness when you are leaving the mall that your head is up and not digging in your purse for your keys. It's awareness that those keys should be in your hand. It's awareness that you shouldn't be looking at your phone and walking through the parking lot or talking on the phone because you don't know what's lurking around you, okay? So physically, think about that term and how it can impact you mentally and how we need to be aware of things around us and what we tell ourselves. Next slide, please. So what I'm saying, so I practiced with this coach for eight years and I could practice some more. So we need to continue to practice, 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 supporting and creating a process to support our positive image and self-esteem and to avoid slipping into self-doubt. Can we slip back in there? Yeah, sometimes we have bad days, but we continue to practice. And at the bottom of the slide, you came up with two of our favorite people. I mean, we're pretty sure that Serena Williams and Andrea Bocelli are two mainstream heavy hitters when it comes to practice. These people are brilliant at their tasks, right? Big hearts, big souls, big performers, everybody loves them. And do you know how they got there? It's all through practice. Next slide, please. So here's a question and I have my chat. We want to talk about self-image, right? And how important that is, how important that is. So how long, if you guys could respond in the chat, how long do you think it takes people in seconds, by the way? So type a number in the chat where, what you think, how long it takes for people to make judgments of us. I see 40, one, 30 or less, 0 0.001, that's hilarious, five, seven, three. All right, Jason Rinaldi, three, seven, thank you. So some of you may have heard this. There's a nice average there. Um, next slide, yes, it's seven seconds. Let me count that out for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, that's it. That's all it takes. And that's all we get. Seven seconds. It's not a lot of time, right? Rodney Jones, I wish it were 10 seconds, right? But we get seven and it might even be less than that, right? Might even be less than that because we're doing a lot of things virtually and we're doing a lot of visual things. But would you believe, would you believe that within that seven seconds, what people notice first more than half the time. So 55% of that time is based on what you're wearing. What does that tell you? That tells me that your clothes talk before you do, right? Because the remaining percentage in that equation, the 45% is based on what people hear you say. So this is first, this is seven seconds. And that's all. Heather Johnston, I see that you say you wish you would have dressed today. Here's the caveat that I should have said in the very beginning. I am judging no one on what you're wearing today. That would not be fair if I were to judge you today. However, maybe tomorrow if we were to connect. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I will not be judging you. And that is not my job today. My job is to pour my heart and soul on how we can make ourselves feel better. So fairly or unfairly, right? People make snap judgments. So what do you want that to be? What do you want people to think about you. Um, so we need to manage our attitude, our thought process, which leads to our style. Next slide, please. There we go. Oh, oh. Back one. All right. Awesome. Thanks, David. Um, so here's an interesting point in the presentation, because this is where image, style, and confidence all intersect. And you know where in this closet, how hilarious is that, right? It, it all comes together in the closet. Um, so this is a picture of an actual closet of an actual client of mine whose name is Nameless, right? And she approached me 
needing help. And she said to me, I have nothing to wear, Francesca. I have nothing to wear to work. I'm struggling. This was one of three closets. <laughs> and I know the women in, are laughing at this because we all have that secret closet. We all do. And there's stuff that we hold on to. But let me tell you this person's story because she needed serious help because she is an accounting partner. She's in her mid thirties and we approached her closet, but we started with the other closet. This was in her bedroom where she got ready every day. And I will tell you after three hours, I will attest that she was right. She didn't have anything to wear. Do you know why? Because she had things from high school. Again, she's 30. All right. She had clothes from high school, clothes from college, clothes that her ex-mother-in-law gave her. Every hanger had a story. And that's why it took three hours. Otherwise, it should have only taken a half hour. We attach ourselves to things, right? But are those things helping us, right? So I helped her move through that. And I left her with a list of things that she could wear. And one of the key things was pants. So in the middle of this picture, you'll see things folded and it looks like t-shirts. Some of them are pants. So I asked her, where are the pants that you wear to work? You said you wear pants, but where are they? I don't see them on the hanger. She pulled it out of that pile of things that were folded. And I was like, oh. I tried to hold my reaction, but I said, oh no, no, you're a partner. You have people reporting to you, correct? Yeah, I have about 10 people. I said, we need you to be a role model. You cannot wear yoga pants to work. I don't care how long the blazer is. We need to get you a real pair of pants. So that is the story of having nothing to wear, of how important it is for her in a leadership position for her to set that image up. But more importantly, it's the brand, her reputation. And I can't speak to it as expertly as my co-presenter can. So I'm going to hand it over to David. Thank you. Thanks, Francesca. I'm going to talk to you about personal branding and the experience of you. What Francesca said was very interesting about how do you want to show up? You can design this. You can create the experience of you of what you want people to feel when they see you. We know that first impressions are critical. We know that they are based on instant snap judgments. How are you going to make those snap judgments work in your favor? One is not only what you wear, but one is the simple task of smiling, of approaching somebody and being friendly. I want to backtrack one second before I go on and talk about happiness. It's really fascinating. We've all experienced this. We all hear this. We have friends. We have ourselves say, I just want somebody to make me happy. Make me happy. That is a big ask. And if we're not trying to make ourselves happy, if we're not concentrating on and staying aware of what we can do so that we're feeling better and progressing with confidence, how can we expect to throw that on other people and have them make us happy? It's very fascinating. I want you guys to listen to that in the future. When you hear people say that, they're pushing the responsibility of making themselves happy on others. So personal brand, let's talk about a little bit about what it is. This is the best quote ever about personal brand. Jeff Bezos, what do you want people to say after you've left the room? What do you want people to say after you've left the room? You've gone in, you've made a first impression, there's a snap judgment, you're at a networking event, you're at a social event and you're leaving. What do you want people to think about you? You want to think, do you want them to think that you're caring, funny, intelligent, an active listener? What is that impression that you want to leave? If you don't design, if you don't think about what that experience of you is going to be, you're missing the point. You have to try and control what you want people to think about you, feel about you, how they respond to you. You already have a personal brand whether or not you've, you know it or not. <clears throat> I've highlighted two words. Personal brand is a perception maintained by others. We all have ideas about 
corporate brands that we like, Nike versus Under Armour, Google versus Apple, whatever those are going to be, those are our personal perceptions of those, of those brands and the relationship we have in there. Comcast, horrible relationship based on customer service. So personal brand, you have it, it's set by others, it describes the qualities and the relationships of that person's relationship with you, good or bad. Brand is relationship. Here's a fact, 75% of jobs now come through referral or recommendation. 75% of jobs now come through referral or recommendation. That means if you're the person who's dedicated to sending everything in through Indeed or LinkedIn jobs, you're missing the boat. You're missing the opportunity to be hired in the way that the industry is moving forward. So the takeaway for you all today is you are in the relationship business from now on, and you're in the relationship business you will be from a position of feeling genuine and authentic and designing the experience in the way that you want to be seen by others. Impressions become perceptions. So if we don't manage these first impressions that we try to set, if we're just cavalier about those, you can see where misperceptions ensue. And we've all experienced this. If you take a look at the at the perceptions on the right side, there's a fine line between perceptions. And if you're not trying to put yours, uh, your best foot forward and create how you want to be seen by others, you are allowing yourself to be seen in the wrong way by others. When you commit to strong first impressions, you don't have to work harder to change misperceptions. The benefits, when you are perceived more accurately, Science shows when people see you and perceive you accurately, happier, positive relations, greater sense of purpose. Others believe you are trustworthy. We all want to do business and have friends that we know, like, and trust. You have more confidence in yourself. You have easier communications and relationships. Is there any reason not to work a little bit harder to ensure that you are perceived accurately when you see a list like this? And that's a rhetorical question because I know there's no answer not to. Self-doubt, we talked about self-doubt a little bit and personal branding is the process of understanding yourself, identifying your values and knowing what is near and dear to your heart and the goals that you wanna have. Yet, we're all human and we set up barriers to our own success. We self-sabotage each other. We struggle with beliefs that are not positive, and we have internal conversations with each other. Oh, I'm not going to apply to that job online. 147 people already did. Who cares? If you feel confident about yourself, if you know how to present yourself, you don't care if there's a thousand people. So stop having internal conversations with yourself that start with the word, I can't, or the phrase, I can't, I won't be able to. Just Stop it. This is part of the self-awareness. When you see and hear yourself in conversation with yourself and it's not positive, you have to recognize it, be aware of it, and get yourself off of it. Worry is the thief of joy. When you play in the space of self-doubt, you have no, no space for joy. Don't worry about what you can control. We've heard that many a times. In fact, the quick story about behind, behind that for me is that I heard that in college. And I don't know who the genius philosopher was, but I'm pretty sure he probably had a bong in his right hand. But regardless, that stuck with me. Don't worry about what you can't control. And you know what? It takes practice. It takes practice. And I had to practice. I would listen to people. I'd listen to to negativity and I would try and get myself involved in things I had no control over or worry about it. All this does is take away space and energy in your mind and your heart for things that bring you joy. So why would you want to make sure that your brand, that you're living, in, living your brand and that you're not worrying? It's because we live in a world that's trying to make you something else. Now, Ralph Waldo Emerson only wrote this in about 1840. Can you imagine that? 
and look at what we're dealing with today. We've got a fractured nation and, and, and globe. We've got uh, people trying to tear each other down for sport. We're living in a society in which social media is predominant and it's fake and it's harmful and it's addictive. And that's what is trying to tear society down, tear maybe tear you down. So staying true to yourself, understanding who you are, your brand, your core values is even more important today than it was to our friend Ralph in 1841. Your strong personal brand. How do we get there? It's not five tips and tricks. If you Google personal brand in Google, you get like 25 pages, a million different entries on how to. It is a process. It's a process of self-discovery, determination, and awareness that I'll be describing. But it's really about being intentional and understanding the experience of you that you want to create for others. And it's based on your values, your standards, your style, and developing relationships, the key to your future, and a roadmap for your success. All One right. of the roadmaps and tactics is very powerful. And Francesca, please share with them. All right. Thanks, David. That was awesome. So yes, here's here's something um, that I found out about about a decade ago, and I wanted to share with you. It's called the power pose. So this is a great TED talk. Again, this will be in the resource link, but Amy Cuddy has done some great research on body language and the nonverbal signals that we send. This is what I'm going to call the Wonder Woman pose. So let's go to the next slide. And I will tell you that it works. So Amy has done some great, I should call her Dr. Cuddy. She's done some incredible research that it only takes 10 minutes, pardon, two minutes. It only takes two minutes to shift our mindset from powerlessness to power. And it can be done just with this Wonder Woman pose. In fact, I've done it. I've done it often. I did it today before this presentation. Just look in the mirror and stand like that. It's an open body language. It can be used for any social interaction, for an event where you're not feeling comfortable, whatever it is for you, this is a very powerful posture and it creates positive mindset. Again, it's backed by science and um, the TED talk may, might be 17 minutes long and it has, I don't know, close to 10 million views. So it's worth your time. We'll send you the link. So be intentional with it and use it. And I will tell you, I used it in my corporate world and it helped me get through some pretty horrible uh, presentation where I had to tell the board that we were losing money. Okay, next slide. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fun position. So let's get back to how this can help us with imposter syndrome, right? I thought that it was important and David has mentioned it too. The key is awareness. The key is being aware of your mental surroundings. Why don't we say that? And not to beat ourselves up and to be careful with the words that we say to ourselves about ourselves. Look at it this way. In other words, would you talk, tell your best friend that she's ugly? Mm, pretty sure you're not going to. So don't tell yourself that. Don't tell yourself things that you're not going to tell your best friend. Positive words only from today on people. Yeah but we have to practice. Try to not have negative side conversations. And if you do, get back to step number one, which is awareness. And try not to let those negative thoughts overcome how you feel, how you, your emotional state. Because essentially, once you create this positivity, that cycle of happiness and positive self-image, it becomes repeatable. Let's go then to the next slide, please. So here's, here's how it works. Words become thoughts. Thoughts become feelings. Feelings become vibrations. And that's exactly how it goes. So if you start with positive words, you have positive th thoughts, you have positive feelings, and then you give off vibrations. There's only two vibrations, two, negative and positive, right? Negative and positive. So if you use negative words, it's going to lead to a negative vibration. And we don't need to do that. Let's stop ourselves in our tracks, right? And by creating that positive vibration, you are going to continue to attract positive things in your life, like 
attracts like. I'm sure you guys have heard that, right? Um, and saying things like, oh, you know, just my luck. That right there, you're right. You want to wish bad luck on yourself? That's exactly what you're doing. So we're not going to do that anymore to ourselves. Next slide, please. Yes. So deal with reality. So just to reinforce today, for example, I woke up with an emotional hangover. What did, something was on my mind yesterday that I woke up and what did I do? I did things that work for me that I'll just, A, I became aware. Like, okay, this is not the mindset that I want to be in. I have this awesome presentation that I want to deliver. How do I get in the right space, right? Here are some things, some tools perhaps that you can use. These are just examples, but do what's right for you. Meditation, exercise, walking, journaling, painting, music, walking without your cell phone. Whatever works for you personally is what you want to attempt. I do just about all of these things, maybe not all in one given day with the exception of painting. Maybe I'll pick that up one day, but you know, I have daily dance parties to put me in a good mood just to just do what works for you. And don't let it, whatever it is, whatever thought it is, whatever happened, don't beat yourself up. Remember, you are your own best friend. Okay, next slide, please. So let's bring this all together with image and style, right? Let's bring this all together with the decisions that we make in our closet, making sure that our closet supports us, right? In our career, in our life. We want things that fit relatively well and that we're comfortable. So that could mean sweatpants every day, all day, but I don't know that that's going to work back in the workplace. So bottom line is we just want to make sure we have things in there that work for us. But here's a key tip. This is a big question that I get all the time, Francesca, what about colors? What color should I focus on? Here is Here are two, two tips that I can share with you very quickly, blue, is a universally flattering color. Blue looks good on all complexions, hairstyle, color, eye, eye color. Blue is a great color for all of us. Secondly, if you're not sure and you don't have any blue things in your closet, if you wore something to work or to a social, a social event one day and you got a ton of compliments, people like, oh my gosh, you look so good today. Oh, that looks, you look really good. Is that new? Oh no, I got it on sale. You know, these silly conversations. First of all, accept the compliment and say, thank you. And then realize that whatever color you're wearing that day is the color for you. Fill your closet with it. Fill your closet with happy things. Don't hold on to things more than two years, my friends. Even if it has tags, get rid of the things that you don't wear because you know what? You only wear about 25% of what's in there. So streamline your life to happiness. Next slide, please. Ah, real quick case study that I want to share with you. I met this young lady in the beginning of the year. She was present for uh, a presentation that I delivered to women in job transition. I want to say she was in her late 40s, and I want to say that she also had zero career confidence, right? Imposter syndrome, wasn't feeling confident. She didn't think she deserved her dream job. She said, nothing fits. I gained the COVID-15. I have nothing in my wardrobe that makes me feel confident. So she sat with me. She took, um, she attended all of my courses. It's all self uh, paced by the way, but I have a three course series. She attended all three. And then we had a consultation and she bought the key wardrobe piece and landed her career job, which was a blazer, right? She bought this blazer. She said when she put it on, she felt so fantastic. And that was the transformative piece. And, um, Time, point in time for her that her self image elevated. She's like, you know what? I feel really important in this. You are important and you should wait for that job that's waiting for you. She had one job in mind and researched and went after it. And in three months, you guys, she got it. So I couldn't have been more um, happy for her in, in that she landed and got whatever she deserved. So and bringing these things together, I'm going to hand this over to David so he can continue his uh, wonderful tips. I believe the next slide is yours, my friend. Oh, but before that, oh yes, our transition slide is Maya Angelou. I forgot about Maya. How could I forget about her? 
So it's all about feeling, right? So Maya said this many years ago. She said, I've learned that people are going to forget what you said. They're going to forget even what you did, but they are not going to forget how you made them feel, right? This is all bringing us back to our positive mindset, that happiness circle, that positive self-image. And now I'm going to turn it over to David. <laughs> Thank you. So how to build your personal brand. The reason I, I, I want to talk also about the Maya quote is I've used it frequently in my classes at Temple for two reasons. And I thought about the negative connotation of it in our society and social media and how people make a sport out of making other people feel bad. So your actions, your actions and intentions can be can be uh, counter to each other. You may not think that you are trying to make somebody feel bad, but you did. And if you're not aware, and if you're not reading perceptions of your crowd, then you can make somebody feel horrible about, them, about themselves and they'll never forget that. Likewise, people with a strong personal brand who make a difference for others can make people feel wonderful and make their day. So that's what I want to talk about. The core of a strong personal brand is not about being different. It's about the difference that you make for others. And everyone can say to you, what do you mean? It's my personal brand. Don't you feel more powerful, though, when you're making others feel good? Do you believe in karma, that when you make others feel good, that good things will come to you? I do. And I think a strong personal brand and making a difference for others is really the core of how you stand out in relationship building. I'm sorry about for all of you Kardashian fans, but a strong personal brand is not shameless social media self-promotion, and it's not a commerce brand. A lot of celebrities use their personal brand to build their bank account, and they're not genuine and they're not authentic. And fortunately, there are many athletes, entertainers, and celebrities and uh, thought leaders who do make a difference and their personal brand is genuine. It's based on their values. It's authentic. They make a difference for others and consistent. So consistency is really a key here. A strong personal brand is consistent. We've always, we all shared the uh, example where we thought we had a BFF. We needed some help. We're moving. We needed a, a pickup. Um, something happened. And the person who was telling you, I'll always be there for you. Suddenly they're not. Consistency, that damages their brand. Just like when you have a company brand that you like, if they've given you poor, poor service or let you down on their products or services, that damages the relationship, the brand, the relationship that you have with that brand. Same way with people. So to build a strong personal brand, how do you get there? Three phases. Self-discovery, which we've talked about a little bit. Defining, which is about defining your personal brand, understanding your what a personal brand is. And I'm going to go into a little bit of those Self-determination, you've discovered, now you're mapping out your pathway, you're designing your brand. And self-awareness, you're deploying your brand, you're working on yourself, you're always figuring out how you can be more effective, interesting, memorable, genuine, make a difference. Self-discovery, define your personal brand. We do an exercise I'll show you in a second that and asks you to identify your core values. We also ask you to identify your style and standards, five words a piece. So you might have 15 words that you use to, discuss, to, to um, describe yourself. The real eye opener, the shade, where the shade lifts over the eyes is we allow, we have people do a peer assessment survey, anonymous survey that goes out to their friends, families, colleagues, professional acquaintances, people in their world. We ask people to send out a minimum of 75 emails to an anonymous survey that asks two questions. Number one is how do you know this person? Friend and family, professional acquaintance or colleague. Second question, name three to five perceptions anonymously you have of that person. So you've got your 15 words that you you've used you have used to describe yourself. 
and you get a personal assessment survey of hopefully 75 words minimum that people use to describe you. So there's two revelations. Number one is people think there's going to be something more negative in there. And 95, 97, 98, 99% of everyone sits there and goes, there's nothing negative about me. And they're surprised because they have, they're, they're plagued by self-doubt and insecurity and lack of confidence. This is a game changer when you find out from people that you are, that your brand is strong, that people love you and recognize you for your best qualities. And yes, there's some areas that they might identify as room for improvement, but that's another story. The second, the second aspect of this is people don't give themselves credit. The big revelation every year with my temple class is that the number one response that people get that surprise them has to do with their being intelligent or being smart. They don't even rec they don't recognize it in themselves. They don't consider themselves having that level of intelligence that other people recognize. So it's a tremendous boost. At the end of the day, you get 15 words that are describing how you think about yourself, 75 that you have of others describing you, and you see the patterns. And you can take from the best of what people cited in you, like intelligence, and create 10 to 15, 5 to 10 words that are a mix of both that describe the best of you. And from there, you use that to develop your personal brand value statement. And I'll share a couple in a second. So that is the self-discovery process where you're defining yourself and what's important to you, your goalposts for moving forward. This is the core values exercise. There's over probably close to 50. And we have everybody rank these in Non, not important, somewhat important, and very important. So there's recognition, service, self-respect, spirituality, stability, creativity, economic security, create um, travel, health. Really is a fascinating exercise to go through this and make those choices. We, we ask people to take just the very importance and pick five. What are the five most important values that you have right now at this point in your life. It is an eye-opener because we don't really think about that. We don't define them. They become your guideposts for your brand. And are, when you know that you're not on brand, you can think about five, five or so words that you really feel are, are, represent your goals. Second phase, self-determination, design your brand, commit to this experience. What do you want people? You know the words that people use to describe you. You know the words that you use to describe yourself. What is the experience of you now going to be? You design that. We create your personal brand platform and we create your story. Here's, what here's the hardest interview question that people face. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And what do people answer with? Normally, well, what do you want to know? They're not prepared to tell their story. In the first part of learning about your brand, the self-discovery, you're understanding already how you're perceived and how you want to be perceived. You're creating an idea of what this experience of you is going to be. You have a brand platform that lays out all of these words that you, uh, that, that are, that you, that describe you. Now you have to tell your story. You have to learn to tell your story in a way that impacts others and that you feel comfortable. So this personal brand value statement, it's sort of a tagline for yourself, but it expresses your value in a relationship. So mine is positivity, connection, and true stories. All of those important for me in sharing that with others in a relationship. Positivity, connection, and true stories. Two of them I want to cite. <clears throat> One that, that just blew me away with their creativity and made me want to connect with these people instantly. One was a temple at student, a student temple who wrote six words, problem dissector, dot connector, smile creator. I went, Brandon, I just hired you. I'm hiring you on the strength of just understanding that way that you can present yourself 
It's amazing. He simplified his life down to those six words. And I think it was just so powerful. I reacted instantly. The other one is a gentleman that may be on our, our Zoom who's a master networker. And he's in the IT business, managed service provider company. And he writes, his personal brand promise is, I take the SH out of IT. Value statement, he helps make your life easy when it comes to IT. It's creative and it's memorable. This is all part of telling your story and assets that you can use. In this phase also, it's all about self-determination, preparing and road mapping your career and updating your career tools. Here's what comes in, goes in one side and comes out the other. Your core values, your survey results, your brand platform is the foundation for your elevator pitch, your story, your LinkedIn profile, your career map, roadmap, understanding how to use social the right way, learning how to build your networks and your relationships and all of the other tools, interview skills training, learning how to dress to impress, which is Francesca's, and really learning how to follow up. If you are looking for a job and you've had an interview and you are sending just a one follow-up email, you are counting on four-fifths of the people not seeing it. 20% is an email open rate. And you're not showing at all that you want the job or you're not doing anything to remain top of mind. Your roadmap, your career. Wonderful statement by a creative director named Tim Day that he borrowed from a French prankster. But it's so true. If you can't name it, you won't have it. In the beginning of the semester at Temple, I ask every student to write their retirement announcement. Pretend that you are whatever age, 55, 60, 70. Describe what you accomplished, where you lived, what you did, how you made a difference, what charities you supported, what businesses that you were, the road, the map that led you to where you wanted to. And it forced people to think, what do I want to have happen for my life? We all talk about bucket lists. It's a bucket list on steroids. If you're not setting your goals and dreams and not mapping what you need to do to get there, you won't get there. Third, self-awareness, which is what we're talking about today. Deploy your personal brand. Stay intentional about everything. Think awareness is key. Focus on creating relationships. Relationships are the foundation of your future. It's been said about relationships. Your net worth is your network. So if you're not using your network, you're hamstringing yourself. Make a difference for others. I believe in good karma as I know many people do. Be consistent. If you're saying you're going to be that person who's always there, be that person who's always there. And here's one thing that is key to defining to self-awareness. We get caught up in, in moments of self-doubt. Define your success daily. Don't look at the end of the day and go, oh my gosh, I didn't do this, this, and this. I have so much to do tomorrow. I'm overwhelmed. Look at what you did accomplish that day. Give yourself a high five and define your success and understand that you had an awesome day, even if it wasn't a great day. You still have to pat yourself on the back so you don't get caught back in to that cycle of negativity. And use your personal checklist. Am I living my values? Am I making a difference? Am I staying positive? At the end of the day, you can create confidence in yourself or chaos for yourself. Pretty easy choice to make. Relationship building, boom. Always be connecting. Always be creating opportunities for yourself. In our world today, you never know who can help you, who will help you. People are willing to help. And we live in, in the world of networking and relationship building with a lot of people, even on this call, who are incredible connectors and givers and are always doing for others in the course of their daily work and personal lives. So relationship building is nonstop. Really at the core also of being a strong personal brand is being an active listener giving people your full attention. We've all felt the situation or been in situation and felt the disdain when we're talking to somebody and they're looking at their phone or they're looking over the shoulder or they're waiting to get away. We feel that. Give someone your attention. 
Give them your undivided attention. Make them feel good about themselves. This is about making a difference for others when they think that they, they need somebody to talk to. Be that person. Become a storyteller. Nobody else is going to be telling your story for you when you're interviewing, when you're building relationships. You have to get comfortable sharing about yourself. And it's not bragging, it's sharing. When you're able to do both, you're an active listener, you're a good storyteller, you find common interests faster between people because you've listened, you've learned what they're into, you've asked questions. Relationships happen faster, opportunities multiply for you. I love this. I have this hung up next to my bed. Think positively, learn actively, listen willingly, play more, be yourself, smile always, which I try to do particularly. Love passionately, live freely, work hard, shine bright, dream big, relax often. Remember, the beginning of a day is yours. The end of a day is yours. You can determine how you, the mindset in which you go to sleep and what you wake up to. And if you're practicing even half of this, half of these during the course of a day, you will feel better about yourself. This is a compass for you to stay on track and stay aware. And with that, those are my top takeaways. I would love to Francesca to share hers. Sure. Thanks, David. That was awesome. Chock full of so many tips. I know we only have limited time left, but just to reinforce that self-awareness is a practice, right? It's, it's going at it day after day, multiple times during the day. Being intentional is a process. Strike that power pose now that you know about it. Males, females, whoever is out there, if you're feeling any bit of insecurity, I will promise you, it will bring you exactly to where you need to from a confidence perspective. Your net work is your net worth and it will create the ultimate experience for you and for yourself and for others. Ultimately, yes, what we're saying of all the things that we've said to sum it up back to our title of this, of this presentation is that happiness is truly an inside job. Please, David, if we could go on to the next, we're going to just uh, leave some contact information. However, of all of these wonderful souls who have joined us today, David and I are going to scramble and select one person is going to win a one hour free consultation with the two of us. Uh, there'll be some Q&A, some back and forth, just so we can continue to support you. So there will be one lucky winner and you will find out via email. So I can't wait to see who that is. Um, this is how you can reach me. My website is dressedsmart.com. I am officially today, which is May 19th, my friends, I am launching a membership, Dressed Smart with Confidence. So if you are interested, please contact me at uh, my website. I have a page or um, you can find me on Instagram. The handles are below dress at dress.smart or styled by FZ or hello at dressedsmart.com. Would love to connect with you, talk with you. This is a private group and we will continue to support you and your style. So um, just different ways we can connect outside of continuing this conversation next week. So David, if you want to move forward with uh, your contact information. I'm at uh, careercoachpros.com and I do individual training individual coaching, interview packaging, career transition for those who find themselves looking to move to the next venture, reintegrating into the workforce, and on personal branding. And I do personal branding workshops, small groups, entrepreneurs, universities, and companies. And that is um, my contact information. We want to get into a Q&A now. We'll stay on, but we realize that we have an hour. For anybody who would like to uh, ask questions, we will follow up with leadership content resource links from the ones, the things, the people and the content that inspire us. I'll jump out of this, stop sharing, and thank you all so much for participating and joining Francesca and I. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Aha. You can unmute yourself or ask any questions if you would like. And we will be back next Thursday at noon 
to continue this if you'd like as well to ask us questions or talk about in, in talk about issues and things that are personal to you. You two killed it. So Aww. good. Thanks, Jill. David, so this is my friend Jill from that coaching program I was Hi, telling you about. She's a lovely How soul. You're a sweetheart. It's so great to see you. Thank you. Well, I'm just, I'm grateful that this kind of class exists in college because I have a freshman uh, and in a liberal arts college. And I just feel like, you know, this is the stuff that these young people need to know because this was not what we learned when we were younger. <laughs> right? So super grateful. And I just think that it is, it is an inside job. And if you don't bring it every day, people need it every day. That's the bottom line. So yeah. thank you for collaborating. Thank you for finding each other. There are no coincidences, are there, Francesca? There are no coincidences, Jill. You're <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Hey, Lisa, I see a beautiful day. smiling face. Thank you for being here. <laughs> you bet. I brought people too. I brought some of my pod mates. I know. You're so generous. Beth. I'm super excited. <laughs> You're so generous. Thank you so much for doing that. Questions? Anybody want to talk about, share, or ask? And if you're not, if you're suddenly not muted, let me know in the chat that you need to be unmuted. Hi there. Hi, Barb. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. My name is Barbara, and I actually am a personal friend of Chuck Stafford, which is, uh, I believe, um, cousins. I think La Familia, my, yeah. my brother. Yeah, um, great friends of ours, and right. uh, actually, uh, his wife suggested you know checking in on this today. I'm actually at work, so I really. I'm going to have to run. But what I wanted to ask the both of you is, is this, it was fabulous what I was able to, I was on for about 30 minutes and um, I would love my kids who are um, in college right now and, you know, looking for internships, doing this and that, whatever, you know, this is fabulous. I mean, I've been working for um, too long and, um, you know, these kinds of tips are, are just invaluable they really are and i'd like to instill this um in their in their minds and and what they you know and how they go forward with things do you have like a recording of this or is there any way for them to listen to this like if i can get them it was a little short notice for me to get them on today but yeah we'll be putting we'll be posting a replay of this onto youtube and uh and travis will will help me uh will share with me where else, but we can, we have your email, Barb, and we can find yes. and send out an email as well, allowing people to know where the replay is so they can share it with others. Okay. Fabulous. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank All right. It was Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else have any questions or comments? Thank you. It's been great. Given that we started a couple of minutes late, we ended exactly on time. <laughs> right? Wonderful. Well, I don't think... I have... Um, I'm sorry. A quick question for Francesca, actually. This might be really random. Um, do you come into the library, too, a lot? Oh, my God. Yes, I do, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I'm your server all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. So... Um, I'll have to, I don't know if we're going there this Saturday. So all of you on the call, um, Lou and I have one restaurant that we go to, and that is the library too. They have the best steak. Um, it's a great restaurant and you are hilarious. So Jordan, you have to, I can't see your face right now, but, um, oh, there you are. <laughs> sorry. Why are you sorry? But thank you for showing your face. So yes, I do go to the library too a lot. How did you recognize me, my face? Because I don't always go this fancy. I'm By Saturday night, I'm pulling my hair back in a ponytail. So yeah, let's go get dinner and go out. My um, best friend, Kira, actually sent me this link. Uh, she knows David. And she's like, why don't you do this um, this Zoom call? And I like, looked into it. I was like, oh my God, it sounds very fascinating. And I saw your picture and I look at her. I'm like, she's one of the regulars at the library. I'm like, I see her <laughs> face all the time. Oh my God. Right. So it's such a small world, which 
I think reinforces the seven second first impression situation, right? How yes. important it is to always be cognizant and intentional and in keeping that seven second impression there. So um, if this conversation didn't reinforce what we talked about today, I don't know what will. So no, really, it, it that was, was just, you're fascinating. Thank you for um, calling yourself out. And everybody knows where they can find me on Saturday night now at, 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 for dinner. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. That was awesome. Of course. You guys did a fabulous job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was great. Unless there's anybody else, we'll, we'll uh, say goodbye and invite you all to uh, spread the word as well about our Q&A next Thursday at noon. We'll be sending an email follow-up to you all that lists the resources and the replay, resource links that we suggest that we like and have cited today and uh, the replay, a link to the replay probably on, uh, on YouTube. And uh, again, thank you for joining and invite others if you'd like to, to, uh, to uh, participate as well next Thursday. Great, thanks all, bye. Thanks for listening to The Experience of You. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others who are currently trying to land a job, transition careers, or are looking to improve their professional brand. To catch all the latest workshops, resources, and insights from the Career Coach Pros community, you can follow us on Instagram at Career Coach Pros and on Twitter at Career Coach Pros. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.